G'day folks, today you are in for an absolute treat, especially motorsport fans. We're going to have a chat to Todd Hazelwood, Adelaide's own Todd Hazelwood from Brad Jones Racing. And I'm going to ask him about the rumour that could we see the Grand Prix coming to Adelaide at the bend if it's not in Melbourne next year or in the future. We'll find out more about that. Looking forward to hearing what Todd has to say, plus much more on Legends with Bevo. Yeah! Todd Hazelwood from Brad Jones Racing. Great to have you on Legends with Bevo, mate. Um, obviously, we're back at the bend in Tail and Bend this weekend, the weekend after. Now, the bend has actually been recognised November last year as the number one international motorsport facility in the world. How good for South Australia and how good to have it back again at the bend this weekend, the weekend after. Yeah, it's really exciting to be back in South Australia racing once again. Uh, for a while there, we weren't sure if we'd be racing at the bend or not. So it's obviously been a really interesting year Obviously, we've had a lot of complications with COVID-19, uh, you know, putting a pause on our supercars program and, and obviously with border restrictions being put in place, it made it really difficult for us to know if we'd be able to race here or not. So fantastic here for me to be racing my home state once again and to have two race weekends in a row. It's been a really unique season. Uh, obviously, racing at the Bend, uh, you know, it's, as you mentioned, it's a world-class facility. Fantastic for supercars to be racing here and it turns out we'll be uh, having a really strong crowd, which we haven't been able to have uh, in recent events uh, during this year with uh, you know, the new edition of COVID. It's made it really hard for us to go back to our spectacular show that we normally try to put on. So, yeah, looking forward to the bend and, um, yeah, racing in front of the home crowd and see what we can achieve. And what's the format like, Toddy, for those people out there? Uh, how's it going to work um, this Saturday and Sunday and the following uh, weekend as well? Yeah, for obviously, uh, with COVID, we've uh, condensed our, our races. So instead of uh, having longer endurance-style races, Normally it was, well, for this year, it was actually going to be the Tail and Bend 500, which would uh, traditionally have a co-driver in the car, 500-kilometre race on a Sunday, um, leading into what would be the Bathurst 1000. But for now, we've actually condensed that into three sprint sprint races. So we've got uh, qualifying and a race on Saturday, and then we go back-to-back -back, uh, on, on Sunday with another two races, another two qualifying sessions once again. So... Action-packed couple of days, so the cars will be on track uh, from early hours of Saturday morning with practice, straight into qualifying, then a race in the afternoon. So it's, uh, for those people that are out watching it, they'll have plenty of action to enjoy. And what sort of um, capacity can we have at these particular races as well, Toddy? Uh, at the recent events, uh, they've been limited to roughly about 10, 10 to 15,000 for the day. Um, but for the band, they're, they're hoping to have a crowds exceeding over 30,000. So, uh, oh. yeah, the numbers should be much larger going into these two weekends, which is fantastic for us as a sport. And it's great to see those fans up on the hill with the park and view, which is uh, really common at the, the Ben Motorsport Park where you can literally drive your car, put your esky in the back and um, enjoy the supercars action. Oh, how good. I think I might have to uh, pop along for one of those days. It sounds like a ripper. <laughs> now, in terms of this year, you mentioned before the COVID situation. Obviously, it's been um, a heck of a year for, for all of us. And um, But one of the positives has been, like you mentioned, you've been able to, to get the racing happening and it's been a really good season. Um, how have you coped with being in the hubs and, and how have you, your team sort of been going this year because it's been you know a unique situation? Yeah, 100%. I'm preset in at times, and who would have thought uh, starting this year's championship that we would have such a journey that we've been through. Um, it's been a tremendous sacrifice by, in particular, to the crews who have uh, literally packed their bags, you know, for all of us now. It's been over nine weeks since we left our homes, um, and, you know, we've been living out of a suitcase since and um, sleeping in hotels and 
trying to keep our sport alive. It's been a tremendous sacrifice. And, you know, for me, I'm pretty fortunate. I, I, I love going racing and that's what I, I, you know, that's what, that's my life. That's what I love doing. But obviously for, we've got some people like mechanics and engineers and, and team personnel that are involved in our program and, and supercars that uh, put the whole thing together. They've uh, got kids and families and things like that that are at home. And uh, yeah, it's been obviously a very different uh, sort of circumstance that we're not really used to. But fortunately, we've been able to do a lot of racing. Um, you know, it's our calendar got revamped. Obviously, we, we had three months that we were literally all stuck at home in, in the peak of lockdown. And then there was an opportunity to uh, go back racing again. We had a re rejig calendar. Um, as I mentioned before, briefly, we went to then sprint format races. So instead of having uh, pit stops with fuel, we eliminated fuel fuel strategy out of our races just from a personnel point of view to uh, work in with the COVID restrictions of how many people we could have in a garage, essentially. So trying to reduce costs as well, which was a big, big part of that. And um, yeah, so far, the, the, the sport has come back swinging. We've, uh, we've, our TV ratings have been great. We've had some spectacular racing. Uh, we've had lots of different winners this year, lots of different faces on the podium, including myself for the first time. And um, yeah, from, from my own performance point of view, we've had a really good run. And what a first year as well. You're obviously at a new team this year, Brad Jones Racing, crossed across from Matt Stone Racing. Um, why the move across, mate? And uh, yeah, talk to us through the differences between the two teams. Yeah, it's been a really exciting year for my first, te- uh, first season at uh, Brad Jones Racing in a number 14 car. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. It's uh, certainly stepping into a new team with uh, a lot of capability and a much larger capacity. I've now got three extra teammates that I've never had before coming from a single car outfit. Um, but yeah, it was a big change. You know, for me, I was with Matt Stone Racing for, for over six years. Uh, very felt, felt very much part of the family. I used to live with Matt himself and um, you know, very much it was uh, a big change for me. Obviously, going from Queensland, I then moved to Melbourne. Um, to then get closer to the team at Albury um, and working with those guys there. So, yeah, lots of differences. You know, I left the team at Matt Stone Racing. There was about uh, 16 guys employed full-time. And then when I went to Brad Jones Racing, there's about 50-odd people there. So, um, yeah, logistically a lot different, lots of new new names to learn and relationships to build. And we, when COVID come along, it kind of put a pause on everything. And I actually couldn't go see the, the, the workshop because it was over the other side of the border in Albury and I was stuck in Melbourne. So it was uh, a little bit of a challenge, but we've, uh, you know, since we've gone back racing, we got our first podium at Sydney Motorsport Park, which was a uh, second round in back, back racing. And just recently I got my first pole position in the supercars championship. So uh, to be one of only 64 drivers to have achieved that was pretty special. So for uh, my time at, at, at uh, Brad Jones racing has been really successful so far. Congratulations on that. We'll get to that in a moment, mate. I just want to ask you, um, one thing we see, of course, in the AFL and other sports is, you know, players changing teams all the time and stuff like that. And, you know, I've played against mates and um, ex-teammates and stuff like that in different sports, and it's been lots of fun. Is there a fair bit of banter between you and the uh, the guys from Matt Stone Racing as well, seeing as you know them so well? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, I still get along with, uh, with a lot of the guys there within the team. As I said, we're they were my best mates when I was living in Queensland. We hung out together when we went at the workshop. We we went to the pub together. We we did everything, you know. So it was, um, you know, th- those bonds you don't lose. And although there's a lot of rivalry that's that's amped up on the TV, you know, when we we are essentially a moving circus, we're all one big family, and we all still catch up. And um, yeah, it, it's it's good, you know. Whenever whenever we had qualified each other, or we're on the front row, or whatever whatever it may be, there's always. Um, a good level of respect and um yeah it's just good to 
one thing in, in sport and, and particularly motorsport, you never burn your bridges and that's something that I've always tried to pride myself on. And um, yeah, it, it's good to still have those relationships, even though we've gone on to different, different things in life. And now let's talk about your podium finish and the pole position, mate. Um, obviously, you mentioned before you, the six years at Matstone Racing. What a year, though, your first year at Brad Jones Racing you've had. And uh, what do you put it down to, you know, with, with the season you've had so far? Yeah, I think for me, I've kept maturing as a driver. And I think last year proved that we were knocking on the door of performances that were, you know, starting to get consistently inside the top 10. And for me, this year, that was definitely a goal to, to do that and aiming for podium finishes if possible. And yeah, it was crazy to come back for our, returning back from racing after the COVID pause in, in our first round back, we were knocking on the door of a race win um, until we had a mechanical failure. But then we went back to redemption. We got a podium the following round, which was great. And um, we've been consistently in the top 10 and, and the cars have had pace. You know, that's always the biggest thing in our industry is uh, you're only as good as your crew and your car that, that, you, that you've got un, under your belt. So uh, for me, I'm really fortunate. I'm part of a team now that's uh, given me the opportunity to uh, consistently be racing at the front um, yeah, we just recently, uh, yeah, just almost got, got taste of a, of a race win. If, uh, things could have potentially gone our way at Townsville, just recently gone by, uh, as, as you mentioned, we got our, got our first pole position, uh, managed to lead majority of the race. And if, unfortunately just with our strategy, the way we, when we did our pit stop, we just didn't have the tire life of the other guys and with a late safety car, it condensed the field and we, uh, got swamped in the last handful of, uh, last few laps of the race. So it was a, that was potentially one that got away, but um, the main thing is we're up the front, we're battling the, the regulars, and um, it's, it, for me, it's really exciting. And hopefully, uh, you know, some some more success is just around the corner, and, and there's no better place to do it at Tail and Bend in front of my home crowd, I reckon. Absolutely, fingers crossed, mate. And yeah, keep up the great work. Now, during the COVID lock, lockdown, I found something really interesting. Um, like yourself, um, you know, you're, you're finding things different things to do during the lockdown. And one thing I found really interesting, Toddy, uh, especially watching the news at nights was the watching the E-series and <laughs> just seeing, uh, you know, how some of the drivers went and how you'd get Formula One drivers joining in and stuff like that. How'd you find this? Was it was it boring or did you enjoy it? No, it, it was full on and it was serious. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I think the, the the real competitor come out, and, come out of us all. And um, although it's perceived as a just a computer game, it was um, it's very much... Uh, lifelike you know the the way you drive the car and, and the technique you required it's it's almost harder than the real thing in some ways to be fast in that game is tremendously tough you know the amount of hours i spent practicing and rehearsing was ridiculous you know i'd spend three hours trying to find half a tenth to a tenth of a second um and it all paid off uh so we, we had a lot of fun with it and obviously when we couldn't go to the race meetings and you know we're commercially obligated with tv and our sponsors and all the like and we thought well, what can we do to try and put on some entertainment for uh, the punters watching at home and the, and, the, and the people that normally support our supercar program. And while no other sport was doing anything, we, was, uh, we were actually able to capture quite a large audience during that time. And doing our Wednesday night racing, was uh, it was a lot of fun. And, yeah, it was great that all, all the supercar drivers got involved and not, not a lot of us had a, a simulator at our disposal, me and myself included. So it was, it was a challenge to put it all together in a short short time frame, but um, we ended up putting 10 rounds together and it was a lot of fun and certainly fulfilled a gap um, that was certainly missing within worldwide sports. And yeah, I think uh, the statistics showed that we were able to generate over half a million new followers to supercars, which was fantastic based wow. off uh, capturing into, you know, trying to capture, capture that, that esports sector. And also uh, while there wasn't any other live sport being produced, it was um, a really good thing for us as a, as a category. 
what a result. That's a, definitely a positive there for sure, mate. And uh, for those people out there that, that um, have an interest in terms of the street circuit versus a bend, what do you find being the major differences between the two? Yeah, the street circuits uh, provide a really unique challenge for us drivers. So obviously uh, you're racing on a surface that's traditionally driven by cars on everyday users. So the, you've got oil leaking out of cars, you've got debris and all that sort of stuff. And it doesn't get used and maintained over the year until the one time of the year. So the street sweeper goes out, it cleans the surface roughly and, and the cars slip inside over the different surfaces and the, the big crown on the road that you wouldn't normally have over, have over a road circuit uh, or is in a, a permanent circuit, I should say. Uh, and then you've got the challenge of the big curbs that they put in place because traditionally a lot of the street circuits have got more so 90-degree corners, so a lot of stop and starting in the race car. Um, and then you've got concrete barriers. So the commitment levels that you need from a driver point of view is uh, certainly increased. If you get it wrong, you're in the concrete wall. And I, uh, I know for a fact that those concrete walls do not move. They hurt <laughs> when you hit them. So, um, yeah, from a, a driver's point of view, the, it's a real challenge to get it right. Um, and you set the car up a lot differently to a, a traditional permanent circuit. So, uh, yeah, it adds a new challenge uh, and a great spectacle for the fans and ideally is traditionally based, placed in a very convenient um, area. Obviously, with the Superloop Adelaide 500, it's in the heart of the city, so you get a lot of people coming in and, and being a part of the show, which is uh, ultimately what we, what we try and do. We're trying to put on a great show for everyone uh, watching at home, but obviously the people that are there as well to uh, get amongst it. And there's been some talk. Um, if there's no Melbourne Grand Prix next year, obviously it's a bit of a, a bit of a rumor. It may not happen, but there's there's talk of maybe having a Formula One event at the Bend. I mean, how awesome would this be, Toddy? And uh, your, your thoughts on that? Oh, I'm a proud South Australian, so anytime we can take <laughs> something away from Melbourne to win, I reckon they took it away from us all these years ago. So uh, why not have it back? But uh, yeah, hey, who knows? It's uh, we're pretty, as we all know, we're living in a crazy times at the moment. So uh, you never say never. That's for sure. And just before I let you go, obviously the, the sad news now is that there will be no more Holdens um, being produced. Um, what sort of cars do you think will replace them going forward? And, you know, what, yeah, what vehicles will we see on the road instead? Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting time for us in the supercars world. Obviously, it got announced at the start of the year that would be no more Holdens and no more Commodores. Uh, so for us, that's the DNA of our sport. It's always been Ford versus Holdens since the early 50s. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough to, to replace such an iconic um, landmark in, in our sport um, and you know, as I said it's the DNA so yeah what what we do from here on in don't really know to be honest there's uh, the supercars are currently working on a, a new concept which is what they're labeling as gen 3 so it'll be uh, a new new design of chassis uh, potentially a controlled uh, motor so it'd be the same if you, if you got Ford or or a Dodge or potentially a Camaro or whatever it may be as Toyota Supra it's still going to be V8 orientated, which is great for the fans because V8 is the DNA of supercars. We all still call it V8 supercars, although it's branded as supercars championships. So uh, making sure that the entertainment factor is still there. So it's loud, it's fast, it's got a V8. Um, so people still can relate to what people know as supercars. Um, but we may see some new brands. Um, there's, there's talks from on that you always hear on the grapevine of what, what the rumors, but it, there's talks of supposedly with Toyota. Um, BMW, potentially Mercedes, um, Jaguar. So, uh, hey, who knows? Uh, you know, I think it'll be great. We're going to see cars, potentially two- and four-door models. Uh, obviously, now we've got the four-door ZB Commodore and the two-door Mustang, and supercars have been able to get the parity right this year and, and, and make sh ensure that uh, the racing's still close. Us as drivers are pushing harder than ever, and the teams are 
doing what they can, but the, 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 the product that we want is that we want the, the field separated by nothing and we're the closest touring car championship in the world, which is something to be really proud of. Um, you know, Townsville, we had five guys separated by less than a tenth of a second for pole position, which is just crazy. Wow. Um, and, and the whole field was separated by less than seven tenths of a second. And, they, you know, over 24 drivers and over a minute lap time, that's I think is pretty impressive. So wow. when you look at Formula <laughs> One, you know, obviously they're the, they're the pinnacle of world motorsport, but they've got they've got cars separated by half a second at a time. And I think the racing's a little bit boring. So I think what supercars <laughs> have got as a product um, is really cool. And is you know, for us moving forward, it's, it's important that we capture that and, uh, and don't lose sight of, of the entertainment. No, I reckon you've nailed it there, mate. You want to see close racing, and, and that's phenomenal to know that cars are so close and anyone can win on, win on the day, like you said before, and, and yourself finishing um, you know, on the podium earlier on this year. So, well, mate, towards the end of the season, uh, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, if it's not at the bend, I'm sure going forward we, um, we might see you winning a race this year, which would be wonderful. If not this year, I'm sure down the track we'll see it. Um, keep up the great work with, with Brad Jones Racing, and thanks so much for your time today. Great to chat again on Legends with Bevo. No worries. Thanks for having me, mate. And um, yeah, bring on the bend. And after that, we've got Bathurst. So if I can get a win now, I'll be a very happy man. <laughs> uh, fingers crossed, mate. Keep it up. Yeah!